Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another great, super cool radio interview. I'm your host, as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for tuning in. I got a killer guest joining me at this time. She's an incredible guitarist from Canada. She released her debut single, titled Get Off My Stage, very recently. Please welcome Sierra Levesque. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me on. Really excited to be here. I know I'm. Very excited to have you on. I know we have quite a bit to discuss. Obviously, the debut single, Get Off My Stage, plus so much more. And uh, I'm definitely very excited to chat with you. Thank you. Excited to talk to you. So I know we got, as I said, we got quite a bit to discuss. Before we dive into everything, so I asked Bumblefoot this question in my interview. So I also ask you as well, if you could only listen to one genre of music for an entire year, which one would you pick? It would be metal, for sure. And my favorite bands technically classify as metal, even though sometimes there's arguments around it. But any type of metal, I would say that would be... Right now, I'm really into, like, death metal, which is not something I would have ever expected. Um, so if I had to pick right now, it would be metal. But another year, it would probably just be generic classic rock from the 80s, for sure. Oh, right on, right on. So uh, which bands are you listening to right now? Right now, one of my favorites is Amon Amarth, which is really crazy because I, I never would have expected to like them, but they actually opened up for my favorite band, Ghost, on their recent tour, and I got to see them twice. So after both shows, I was like, oh my goodness, even though the vocals are definitely crazy screaming, I really like the guitars and just the whole vibe of the Viking theme. So yeah, Amon Amarth is... One of my favorites right now. Oh no, definitely right on that. No, definitely. Um, definitely have to be in the mood for that kind of music. At least yeah. for me, you kind of have to be like feeling it. But yeah, no. Um, they got some really killer music. I think they're kind of underrated for like how actually like good they are because people kind of just overlook it because of like the Viking stuff and don't actually like you know pay attention to some of their music. It's really good. I've been enjoying it too much. So I kind of go through phases. Right now I'm in Amon Amarth, but my favorite band will always be right now Ghost. So yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. Do you have a favorite Ghost album? Yes. Actually, my dad was just asking me this question yesterday. Um, I'd say that answer changes every day as well. <laughs> but right now I really am into their newest album from 2022, Impera. Um, but yeah, I would say it changes every day. <laughs> Oh no, they're 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 awesome. Definitely, um, definitely, I really enjoy their music because just like they're so dynamic with everything, just like all the styles they incorporate. It's they're amazing for sure. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now uh, focusing on uh, you now. Uh, so I'm curious. Before we start talking about your debut single, I did want to talk about. So how did you get uh, started in music? Were there like any like people, events, concerts that kind of inspired you to pursue music? For sure. Well, I've actually been doing music for quite a long time. I was three years old when my parents um, heard me singing along to an Avril Lavigne song in the car, and they were surprised that I knew all the lyrics. So they thought, you know what? Clearly she must like it. And that's when they decided to put me into musical theater. So I did a whole bunch of different shows. I was Annie and Annie. I was all this different stuff. And I did that for quite a while. And then I started taking singing and piano lessons at age seven. That's actually also when I wrote my first song. 
And from there, drum lessons at age 10, guitar lessons at age 12, bass lessons at age 13, and now I'm 18. So ever since I was seven, I used to, uh, you know, write songs for fun, but now I do it fully and I'm actually doing an online um, bachelor degree in songwriting now. And so, yeah, I, I would say my, my real performing start happened when I was three, but I've been doing rock music and just singing my own songs since I was seven. Oh, right on, right on. Now, I, I've also heard, so like you play all the instruments or at least most of the instruments on your music. Is that correct? Yes, every single one. So what I do is I uh, record the guitar, rhythm guitar, lead guitar, bass, drums, piano, synthesizer, singing, and then I record that all here on my computer and send all the tracks over to Bumblefoot, who mixes, masters, and produces my songs. So it's definitely great to be able to play everything. So which instrument did you learn first? Um, first was piano. Okay. Right on, right on. Uh, what do you think is like the the strongest instrument that like um, that you that you play? Probably guitar, yeah, for sure. I, I've definitely been branded now as a guitar player, especially because I post a lot of covers on Instagram and throughout COVID, I was doing a lot of solos on Instagram as well. So guitar is definitely my number one instrument next to voice. But I definitely kind of try to stay consistent throughout and have a bit of knowledge and everything. Oh no! Right on. Definitely, it, it helps so much, especially when you're you know writing and you know uh, performing all of your own music. That you know you have to you have to be very diverse with all the instruments that you, you know, that you learn and can play. I try my best for sure. So I'm curious for you. So like obviously, um, you, you do. I've seen a lot, especially like on I think Instagram and TikTok. You do a lot of covers. Is it like a different um, like just like mindset to like perform you know uh, or to write and record and perform original music compared to covers? For sure. Covers is, I find, easier because all you have to do is learn the chords, learn the lyrics, and then the hard part is really making it your own so that it doesn't sound like you're just doing a black and white version of the song. Um, so that's probably the hardest part. But for my own songs, I find it's a lot easier because no one else has any opinion on how it should sound or anything like that. And then when I get to perform them, I, I like to change it up sometimes, add a few things here or there, or do an electric or acoustic version. So it's definitely a different game doing covers versus originals, but I'll always pick originals first for sure. All right. And I like that. I like that. Well, obviously a big reason I'm chatting with you is because your debut single, uh, Get Off My Stage, you definitely for a debut single came out very hot um, <laughs> with this one. So like, what was the inspiration for the single? Well, back throughout COVID, um, the rapper turned rock star, Machine Gun Kelly, was in the press a lot for dissing other rock stars like Corey Taylor and just doing all these crazy things. And I thought, you know what? No rocker, especially no female rocker, has done anything to get back at him from the rock community. So I thought it would be a fun little exercise to write my own diss song for him. And it actually turned out pretty good. I enjoyed it. And everywhere I performed it live over the past few years, um, people always have a great response, laughing about the lyrics and always saying, haha, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. Like, it's usually one of the ones that got the most response. So I thought, you know what, if I'm going to start out with a song, might as well do this one. You never know what his move's going to be next. Maybe he'll go into another genre again. You never know. So I thought, might as well put it out. And people seem to like it. And it's all fun and games. So people seem to like it and find it funny, too. <laughs> No, I, I definitely did. I thought it was very enjoyable. And uh, it definitely, 
definitely a, a, a hot way to start out, uh, you know, uh, releasing music. But um, I definitely really enjoyed it, and I saw like there was some humor in it, and uh, de- definitely just poking fun on a lot of stuff as well. For sure. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Of course, of course. Um, so have, has there been any response from Machine Gun Kelly or any anybody in uh, in that circle? Um, well, not technically. I did send it to his guitar player, Sophie, um, back when I was first getting ready to release it. And I said something along the lines of like, oh, I think you should hear this, dot, dot, dot. And she actually read my message. So, you know, I know she saw it on Instagram, so I'm not sure if she ended up hearing it or anything like that. But, you know, one of these days, I'm sure something will happen. And hey, maybe he'll find it funny and want to do a show with me or do a new song. That'd be so cool. So it's definitely a cool thing and looking forward to the day when I hear something back. <laughs> well, I do hope that does happen at some point, uh, you know, but hey, it, it's at least it's out there and it can happen in the future as well. For sure. But you did talk about it, and obviously I know Bumblefoot talked about it in his interview as well. So I'm, I'm curious, before we start talking about like uh, working with him, uh, how, so how did you guys meet? Well, it was November of 2019, and I saw an advertisement for, actually my mom saw an advertisement for a guitar clinic he was doing in Ottawa. And I live in a small town in Ontario, Canada, about an hour and a half away from the capital, Ottawa. So I go there a lot, and he was coming there for a guitar clinic at a music store. And my family, especially my dad, loved the Guns N' Roses um, Chinese democracy era. So I always grew up knowing who Bumblefoot was. And even at one time, we had some pet fish. And one of their names was Bumblefoot way long before I ever knew him. So kind of the universe was being crazy. And um, I ended up going to meet him in 2019, saw his clinic. I got him to sign one of my guitars. And then he started following me on Instagram. And at that time, I already had a guitar teacher here in my town, but unfortunately, in March of 2020, he was diagnosed with brain cancer, so it wasn't looking too good, and unfortunately, he ended up um, passing away the next year, but I knew that I was going to have to find a new guitar teacher. So I thought, you know what? Who would be my dream to learn from? Bumblefoot. So cool. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, guitar players ever and alive so really cool and um, I reached out to him and he agreed to teach me so ever since April I think it was of 2020 we've been doing guitar lessons ever since and about halfway through that time is when I asked him about producing my own music and then now we have 20 fully recorded and ready songs so get off my stage is just one of 20. (laughs) Oh, right on that is it's just it's so cool how that um you know that relationship you know started and now you know where it is today as well so like how do you guys like work uh, like you know um to produce music and stuff like how do you guys meet and like talk yeah so what i do is i record everything on my computer send it over to him and he imports everything to his and then we just do a little zoom or facetime and i'm there for hours just watching him do everything sometimes he shares a screen so i can see what he's doing and learn about how to do it for myself and yeah it's just usually hours of watching and oh can you please do this oh can you please do that thank you very much and then yeah usually that's how it works and it's great because he's just so nice and talented which is just awesome because you know someone can have his talent but doesn't have to be as humble as he is and he definitely is so it's so great to just work with him and be a friend too so nice Oh no, for sure. I um, you know, I just met him, you know, a few days ago from the recording of this interview when I interviewed him, and he was just he was so cool and so nice. 
Uh, and um, it's it just so cool because, you know, obviously sometimes some people in, you know, industry, not so nice. So it's cool that he is he is so nice and so courteous with everything. He is for sure. And just great. Every time I get to record or produce a new song with him, it's just always a treat. It's very fun. Oh, no, for sure. I bet. Uh, so I'm curious for you, what is like the best advice Bumblefoot has given you? He's given me so much. Let me try to think of one specific thing. That's a good question because, yeah, he's given me so much. Um let me think here. One great advice he has given is do what you're doing for yourself because you're never going to be able to prove anything to anyone or change anyone's mind about you. If you are proud with the work that you're doing, then that's a success in itself. So that's kind of what helped me decide to even release this song. I thought, you know what? It might have a bad reaction. People might not like it, but hey, I think it's cool and I want to release this as my first one. So I decided to, and that's just one thing, but he definitely has a lot of great advice and mentorship that he's given to me over the years. So, so grateful for that. I know, right on. Sounds awesome. And, and really great advice too, you know, to, you got to please yourself first before you, you know, you can, uh, you know, please other people and uh, release the music that you want to release. So like, like with the new single, get off my stage. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so how did he feel about, having this as your first single uh to be released well he thought you know what he knew because he watches some of my live streams of my performances so he knew the reaction of how people usually like that one and he thought you know what as long as people know that it's fun and games and you don't actually hate the guy i'm sure then it could be a good idea so ever since i've released it um he's been luckily and thankfully promoting me to any people who he meets or interviews that he does, which has been great. And yeah, he, he seems to like it. So, you know what? I told him this is the only diss song for now. I said, I promise the next few will not be diss songs. And the next few that I have planned to release are definitely not. So, <laughs> so I kind of wanted to start off strong and then after that really show everyone a lot of what I can do. Oh no, for sure. Right. On uh, so I'm so I'm curious since you are talking about new music. So like, what can people expect from like the the new set of music uh, from Sever yeah, from you? There we go. Sorry, couldn't talk there for a second. So what can people what can people expect from the new music from you? Yes, well, um, they can expect a lot of difference from Get Off My Stage because this song is upbeat, electric, kind of catchy, punchy. A lot of my other songs really vary. I have fully piano and string songs, fully acoustic. I would say my sound really varies all the way from Ghost and Heart to Scorpions, System of a Down. Like I would say every song you hear from me, you'll hear a slightly different inspiration. And that's what I usually describe my music as because a lot of people say, oh, what's your sound? Well, my sound is the fact that I have a whole bunch of sounds. <laughs> There's never really one thing that sticks out except for my voice. My voice is always consistent, sounds mostly the same. I haven't tried out screaming yet, but <laughs> maybe one day. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot more to come and a lot of versatility in my sound for sure. I think the next song might have something to do with acoustic rather than electric, just to kind of show off that aspect. And even topics of what my songs are about go all the way from dissing someone to a priest who secretly worships the devil. I have a song about that. Like I can go all the way. <laughs> I have many different sides. So uh, that's what I can say to people. And um, a date that people will want to keep in mind for sure is February 2nd of 2024, which is 0202024. Thought those were really cool numbers. So stay tuned for that. <laughs>
Well, definitely a great date to keep in mind for everyone watching and listening. But it sounds like for like for you, you have a very wide range. Uh, now we just, you know, as you said, with like the music styles, but also some very interesting themes uh, <laughs> that are coming up. In I'm um, so I'm I'm very curious uh, about uh, what it, like what uh, new music is going to come for me next. Uh, but so I'm curious. So you you, know, you said you have a very diverse like musical range. Are you doing rapping any anytime soon? Um, not right now, but I actually do hope one day to do a song that combines rock with rap, kind of like how um, Post Malone did a collaboration with Ozzy Osbourne. That was so cool, and Travis Scott was in it too. So I thought, you know what, something along the lines of that, I would love to have a rapper or even R&B artist featured in one of my songs someday, just to kind of like mix up the game. A heavy electric guitar with some rapping, with some really soulful singing, I thought that could be a cool idea. So stay tuned for that as well. <laughs> All right. And that, that sounds awesome, especially when it's done very well, like with Post Malone and Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. I, I really enjoyed it. I know some people were very split on that. Some people like hated it or loved it. I really enjoyed it. Me too. I, I love Post Malone on his own. So when I saw that he was doing that and I love Ozzy, so it was just a really cool collaboration. And I, I think more of that should happen because that's kind of the only way that innovation happens is when you try new things, different people, different genres, and kind of like when Aerosmith did the Walk This Way cool version, kind of like on that line. So I see myself doing something like that one day for sure. Oh, right on. Right on. Uh, definitely. Hopefully looking forward to that. Hopefully down the line at some point. Now, I'm curious because I know um, Bumblefoot told me uh just briefly told me about this story so i'm curious like kind of how this fully came about but it says you performed on stage with la guns uh, how did that come about yes well i had the really really cool opportunity to actually play two shows at the whiskey a go-go back in april um the first show was opening for faster pussycat and that was sold out and then the second night was opening for la guns and that was sold out so it was two nights in a row like just a dream come true, always wanted to have my name on that sign and it was there. So that was so awesome. And prior to doing this performance, I had reached out to Tracy Guns and the whole band on Instagram and posted my own cover of their song, Ballad of Jane. And I said, it would be a dream come true to be able to perform this on stage with you. And I thought, you know what? It's a long shot, but the worst they can say is no. So Tracy ended up seeing it. He followed me and he said yes. So um, then when it was time for showtime, I arrived a bit earlier. I actually got to do a sound check with the band on stage, which was really cool. And then did my little set opening for them. Then whenever they came on, um, it was towards the end of the set. And I went on and played guitar, acoustic, and sang with Phil doing some like on and off. He would sing one, I would sing one verse. And it was really cool and just, Definitely a dream come true moment, especially being in Los Angeles as well. Oh no, that sounds uh, incredible! You know, incredible uh, experience opportunity for you know for both you know with both those bands. Uh, I've actually I've interviewed Phil Lewis and I've interviewed uh, Sam Colton, who is now the guitarist for Faster Pussycat. Um, incredible dudes, uh, and just it, just them and the whole band. Uh, they're just incredible. I know they were so nice and still supporting me on Instagram and social media to this day. So it's really cool. Sometimes I'm on Facebook and I see on a post, oh, because um, I think Phil on on one of the social medias, his name is Jackie the Lad. That's his like username. So sometimes I forget who it is, and I'm like, oh, that person commented. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Phil. <laughs> so I have to go answer, and it's really cool. And hope to perform with them again someday for sure. 
No, I definitely, I hope that uh, opportunity or, you know, for, you know, for or really any bands of that caliber too as well, to, if that opportunity happens again for you. But really quick, fun uh, story that Phil Lewis told me, because he, he was talking about like the live set and all that. He says this, the song that causes like the most fu- fights in the audience is Ballad of Jane. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He says, like, yeah, we, we have a nice, you know, slow, like, great, you know, ballad, and like, there, there's a fight happening, like, you know, in the second row or something like that. I don't know. He doesn't know why that happens, but he says that is a song people fight to. Wow, maybe it's to get a better view. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh wow. Well, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I don't remember there being any fights back well, when I did, but I was also very nervous, so I was kind of trying to look as many places as I could. I wasn't just staring at one spot. So yeah, next time I'll have to check that out if I ever get to do that again. Yeah, that, that's that came straight from Phil Lewis. So that's what wow. he told me. That's um, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you didn't see any fights that nothing happened uh, at the show you, that uh, you performed at. Uh, so, but I'm curious for you, are there like um, any bands that you would like to like collaborate or perform on stage with? For sure. I think the list could go on forever. Um, one person who I really want to collaborate with and do a song is Bumblefoot because I love his singing as well. Not only his guitar playing, I love his singing from all of his solo work that he's done and he sang for asia as well so i just love his singing and i keep telling him come on we gotta do one so one day hopefully that that would be really cool and then my favorite band ghost it would just be a dream come true to open for them or have a chance to perform with them one day that would definitely be amazing and yeah those are right now the two main ones who are kind of on my goal list but just so many people um nancy wilson of heart is a great inspiration and I actually got to perform with her in May of 2022. So that was another crazy moment. Um, I got to perform Crazy On You and Barracuda by heart on stage beside her. So that was just insane. And um, definitely hope to perform with her again, but it was just another moment where I was like, don't mess up, don't mess up. <laughs> it was fun. Well, that definitely sounds like that. That sounds like another like just incredible experience with another you know music legend as well. It was crazy, and I just tried to tell myself like pretend it's someone else, but then I was looking next to me, and there she was. So it was definitely cool, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully one more time, someday I'll get to perform with her. I I hope so. Hope hope it happens in the near future as well, because that that just be you know another incredible experience. Uh, so I'm curious, I got a couple more questions and we close out this interview soon talking about your future plans. But um, do you have a favorite uh, guitar that you like to perform live with? Yes, I would say it definitely does vary. Depends on my song that I'm doing. Depends on if it's electric or acoustic. Um, for electric, I really love the Tony Iommi signature Epiphone SG that I have. Unfortunately, I don't have it at this house, but... Um, at my dad's house, I have um, that one, and I take it with me on all my shows in the U.S. and farther away in Canada. It's a really cool guitar, black, silver, matches a lot of the clothes that I wear as well. And so I just love Tony Iommi, Black Sabbath, and it's a great guitar, really performs well. So that one for electric, Epiphone. And then acoustic-wise, I have an amazing Fender Acoustasonic that Fender was kind enough to send me. So it's kind of like a hybrid, but it sounds great acoustic and love using that one as well. So that's a great one. So I would say it changes a lot, but those two are usually always at my shows. All right on the sound. Uh, you know, I, I think I've seen, have you posted a few? I think at least the electric, I think I've seen online. Yeah. Uh, I love the color scheme on that. 
It looks amazing. Yes, I just love it. And hopefully one day I'll be able to get a Gibson SG. That's kind of the goal because Epiphone's so cool too. But, you know, everyone wants to have a Gibson SG. So one day, hopefully that will be happening. <laughs> oh, no, right. Well, if you get a signature line with a guitar company, would it be Gibson? Um, it's so hard because I have so many different brands. I think whatever company would be interested in having me, I would be happy with. <laughs> so yeah, right on. Great. I love Gibson, love Epiphone, love Fender. I also love ESP. I have a lot of really cool ESPs, but you know, Gibson's always one of the top same with Fender. So any company that would even offer for me having a signature guitar just would be a dream come true. And I kind of already have in my mind, like, what it would look like, but I don't know what brand yet. So <laughs> hopefully one day we'll see that come to fruition with someone. Oh, no, right. I definitely hope that happens for you. Uh, do, can you tell me what the color scheme would be? Um, yeah, I kind of see for sure something to do with like metallic silver chrome. I really love silver and I don't often see too many silver guitars unless it's sparkle. So I would like just a silver guitar, like maybe even matte silver i'm not sure and definitely probably a flying v because that's kind of become one of my signature shapes i started out with a this actually not that one sorry this white flying v here um was one that i started out with when i was 12. and so this is epiphone and i really love just a flying v shape it's also my profile picture everywhere is with a red flying v that i have so love the shape and would love something yeah silver Probably all silver with um, black detail. I think that would look really cool. And yeah, I'm not sure what brand yet, but for sure, Flying V is something that I would love. <laughs> flying, flying Vs just look incredible to me. I, I just love they They just look so badass. I know. They're so cool. And so many amazing people have played Flying Vs as well, especially I really love Randy Rhodes too. So definitely have the inspiration from there. And yeah, just that would be a really cool thing one day. Oh no, for sure, for sure. But now as we're closing out this interview, uh, just a few more things. So what are the plans uh, for uh, the rest of this year, 2023 and early 2024? Yes, well this year I actually just started my Bachelor of Arts in Songwriting online degree with Berkeley College of Music. Started about two weeks ago. And so that's going great. So that's taking up most of my time right now. But other than that, I have a few shows scheduled. Um, actually, next week on October 13th, I'll be opening up for the Killer Dwarfs in um, London, Ontario. And then in November, on November 10th, I'll be opening up for them again in Oshawa, Ontario. So I'm kind of treating that as like a mini, mini tour with the Killer Dwarfs, which is so cool. They're amazing Canadian metal rock band and from the 80s and i just love their music and rust dwarf is so cool as well so that's going to be very fun and other than that i have a few solo shows here and there but for now i'm really focusing on my degree and then um early next year hopefully some more music coming out and more announcements to come so again stay tuned for 020224 <laughs> right on right on definitely keep that date in mind i hope you have some great shows as well because they sound incredible uh, but real quick, for everyone watching and listening, uh, where are the best places to find Sierra Levesque online? Yes, yeah, so on every single social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all of them, I have the same username, which is Sierra Levesque Music. And I would really appreciate your follow. My name is also the same on all Spotify, Apple Music, 
anything like that, just Sierra Levesque. And my song, Get Off My Stage, is the debut one that just came out. So I'd really appreciate you checking that out and giving me a follow. All right on, right on. Please check out and support Sierra Levesque. I will drop some links for Sierra Levesque in the description of this podcast. As I said, please check out and support Get Off My Stage. As she said, currently available on any of the platforms you listen to music. Make sure to check it out. Give her a stream, like, and follow wherever you get your music. But Sierra, thank you so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. I had such a great time chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. And thank you again to Bumblefoot for mentioning me and telling you about me. Really appreciate that. So thank you and hope to be on again soon. Hopefully when I release some more music coming up. Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. I'd love to chat with you again. Uh, hopefully uh, maybe next time around uh, another release or so. But as I said, please check out and support her. And I'll leave some links in the description as well. But Sierra, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. For Sierra Levesque, I'm your host always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty.